Where do bad things come from? Jesus taught us that there is destroyer on this earth, but Jesus came that we might have life and that more abundantly. Can we learn more about this controversy by studying Job? Join Eddie Armstrong and me, Charlie Hayes, in our in-depth discussion as we seek our answers from Scripture. Welcome, Charlie, and everyone that is listening to this Answers from Scripture podcast. Such a blessing to be able to do this with you, Charlie. You live in there in Nashville and me down here in Tupelo. Amen. It's a, it is a, people don't understand, but it's just a blessing every time we get together to study the Word together and to discuss God's Word, and we just hope that this is a blessing to the people listening. Yeah, just a, a note for those who are probably tearing tuning in for the first time. Charlie and I used to do a radio program way back, I think, in the 80s uh, called Answers from Scripture. And so now the mediums have changed and we're doing podcasts. We've been talking about the book of Job. We often hear about the patience of Job, but that kind of leads us down to only part of the story. The whole story can be found at the end of chapter 1, where it says in all of this, Job did not sin, nor did he charge God with wrong. In other words, he didn't blame God for what was going on in his life. And we've been exploring the idea or the truth, I would say, that the enemy, which is also called the thief, seeks to kill, steal, and destroy. It's he that causes misery in this world, not God. We should never charge God with that misery. Now, as we talk and we hear Job complain, and we're going to be getting into that, we're also going to be hearing his friends talk, and they're going to be saying things that they think about God. But at the end of the book, we find out that God says that everything that Job said was correct, and what they said was incorrect. Now, we got to be careful here that we don't think that every word that proceeded out of their mouth was incorrect, because there is some truth mixed in with it. God did, uh, in effect, say, Job was right, you guys were wrong. Now that's on a high level. So with that bit of introduction, let's talk about the Deuteronomy approach to explaining misery can I ask you a hard question here, Charlie, and ask, wow. what, is, what yeah. does that mean, the Deuteronomy approach? I thought, I thought you were going to ask me to spell Deuteronomy. <laughs> That's a hard question. Yeah, I'm not sure I can spell it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the Deuteronomy approach. If we go back and, and look through Deuteronomy, there are a lot of promises made by God, and, uh, and the people agreed to them. And, and more or less, uh, to summarize them, God would say, here are the things you need to do. And if you do them, you will prosper. You will be good. Everything will be good. And if you don't, then a curse will follow you. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the people then said, all the Lord has said, we will do. Yeah, right. And that's the old covenant. And that covenant, by the way, was a bad covenant in this sense. The people were the ones that made it bad, not God. It was a good covenant coming from God, but their promises were based on their own efforts to do what God was wanting them to do. And maybe sometime we can talk about how the new new 
Testament or New Covenant is very similar to the old one, except it's based on better promises. We'll get into that maybe another time. But, uh, you know, as you were talking about that, I thought of what is said in the New Testament, which is you reap what you sow. The friends, and I put that in quotes, <laughs> and maybe they are, they're really friends. They just don't understand. And they, they rather than encourage him, they kind of discourage him. But they believed that Job was experiencing this misery because of his sin. Now, we must also be careful, too, that we don't discount the effect that there are uh, repercussions from sinning, okay? But Job knew in his heart that he had done nothing because he was nothing of, that he should be ashamed of, and he knew that the misery that was coming upon him was from somewhere else, and he therefore he did not charge God. So we have a New Testament and an Old Testament kind of thing saying, look, you reap what you sow. You know, if you obey me, you'll be blessed. And if you disobey me, you'll be cursed. And we know know from experience that doesn't always happen that way. And there's a real reason. You can sort of see how these uh, friends of Job came up with this as a philosophy. Right. Because, in fact, if you don't sow seed, you will you will not eat, mm-hmm. right? This is this is very practical, right? right. Yeah. <laughs> right? And if I sell corn, I'm not going to eat beans, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So, so so typically, you know, we find that our efforts uh, have a direct impact on what happens to us. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think we've made the point that a lot of times, bad things when they happen are because of things we've done, right? It can be because of uh, smoking, uh, I might get lung cancer, or mm-hmm. uh, I, I don't take care of my heart, and so I have a heart problem. Now, granted, that does not always does not always a one to one. Sometimes people live great lives, very healthy lives, and they die of heart attacks. I hear of that. Right. But but we understand that there is something about the way we live that does affect how we what happens in our lives in many cases. Yeah. But not in all cases. Yeah, you know that's uh, kind of what I mentioned in the the sermon I had uh, yesterday, and that is to understand misery, you have to understand who God is. You have to understand who the enemy is, and you also have to understand who you are. And when it comes to misery, we often, probably 99% of the time, bring our troubles upon ourselves. You mentioned uh, smoking, for example. You smoke three packs a day and you're probably going to wind up with a heart attack. Or if you eat anything and everything and to an excess, you're probably going to die of something related to that. If you're an angry person and, and beat your wife, you know, you're going to wind up doing you're going to, something bad's going to happen to you eventually, whether it's being put in jail or shot to death, you know. So uh, we, we create our own misery. Of course, the enemy is going to create misery, but we know that God does not wish that any of us should perish. In fact, he wishes that we would prosper and be in health, even as our soul prospers. Now, that's a big statement. We often think that God's only interested in our soul, but he's also interested where we are right now and to bless us. So, yeah, there are a lot of different things going on here. 
I, I like where you're going though with uh yeah he's interested in not only the soul mm-hmm. he's interested in the physical body your social your financial mm-hmm. all these things he's very interested in right uh in fact when we see jesus heal uh when he was walking around and healing people yeah. <laughs> sometimes you if you list paid attention to him not only did he maybe raise somebody from the dead, but he immediately made sure they got food because he knew they were hungry. Yeah. Right. You already did one miracle. This is another miracle. Sometimes someone had a social problem and he made sure he addressed the social issue as well as the healing issue. Mm-hmm. So God is interested in all aspects and making sure that we are, have abundance in all, all, all of our lives. But sometimes bad things seem to be happening to us on a physical level. When on a spiritual level, something really good is happening. Right. Yes. And and that is, I mean, I know it's hard, but that is something that I'm beginning to realize about Joe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and this uh, we're running out of time here, but maybe we could end on this note. Uh, I got to throw something out about this health and wealth gospel. Uh, not all of God's people are wealthy and healthy, <laughs> okay? If we just judge the healthy healthy and wealthy people as being God, then that would severely limit who's a part of that club. So God's people are paraplegics. They're people that can't speak. There's people that are out of jobs. There's people that are going through the divorce. So these, these are all things that happen as a result of a history of sin in this world. You know, it was... Satan, who's the liar and the father of lies, and down even to the year 2020, we're feeling those repercussions. So we'll get more into this maybe in the the next program. Yeah, Andy, there's just so much to unpack here. I'm, I'm looking forward to the rest of the series. Okay. Thank you for joining us. For more information, go to AnswersFromScriptureOnline.com. That's AnswersFromScriptureOnline.com. In addition, we offer a personal Bible study at our Discover Bible School page at BibleSchools.com slash 1514. That's BibleSchools.com slash 1514. In addition, we support a Daniel and Revelation seminar on YouTube. Subscribe at the link in this episode description. Contact us directly at AFSEpisodes at gmail.com. That's AFSEpisodes at gmail.com. And always, thank you for joining us as we seek our answers from Scripture.